0: Are the teams that are currently the favorites to make the college football playoff the right teams? Which teams could sneak into the college football playoff? And most importantly, which team do we think is going to win it all in January? Caroline Fenton here from Locked On LSU and the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome in to the ultimate college football preview brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. We're talking college football playoff on today's preview. And to help me out today, we're bringing in some of my friends. Jay Stevens from Locked On Buckeyes. Jonathan Davis from Locked On Longhorns. Kenton Gibbs, Locked On ACC. And Clint Chamblin, Locked On Bulldogs. Clint, I'm going to start with you. Back-to-back national championships for the Georgia Bulldogs. Mm. Why do they deserve to be the betting favorite for the national championship going into 2023?
1: Uh, three reasons. Kirby Smart. Kirby smart. Kirby smart. No love That's for Brock it. Bowers there. I mean, sure, you get the offensive weapons, you get Brock Bowers, the best offensive weapon, non-quarterback in the entire college football landscape. You get healthy running backs, a stable of them back. You get consistency on the offensive line. Oh, yeah. And just this: a defense that returns star power at every single level. Michael Williams, by the way, look out for defensive player of the year right there. That dude is a beast coming off the edge. Uh, you got talent everywhere. Kirby Smart knows what he's doing and
0: offensive weapons galore. I'll go from Clint, the team who shattered this team's playoff hopes last year. Jay Stevens, host of Locked on Buckeyes, Ohio State's top three and best odds to win the college football playoff this season. Why should Ohio State get the nod yet again this year?
2: I think it's not the offense like everyone's expecting. I do think there's going to be a major bump for the defense this year. You're two under Jim Knowles. You got Troy Malowiak returning starter on defense at defensive end. Two really good elite linebackers and steel Chambers and Tommy Eichenberg. And I do believe that when it comes to the D- uh, Ohio State, everyone looks at the offense. They look at Ryan Day. Look at the quarterbacks he's coached. Look at Marvin Harrison Jr. and the other guys there. Defense wins championships. We saw it with Georgia. I think you're going to see it with Ohio State. And I think that's one reason why Ohio State should be in that conversation right now.
0: And it's tough to look at that receiving core and not think that they can't be an absolute force in college football this year. Jonathan, I want to ask you, I feel like Texas has this stigma attached to it that preseason, they're always the darlings and then they fall short in far too many games. Why is this year different for the Longhorns?
3: Yeah, I'm all too familiar with that feeling. But I think this year is different <laughs> because they're going to be favored in 11 of the 12 games they're going to play, right? The only game they're not going to be favored in is the game against Alabama. So I think that if you were to, you know, handle business in that game and, you know, not play with your food in the Big 12, then Texas certainly uh, could be, uh, you know, a contender for the college football playoff. And I think this year is just going to be different because it's year three and Steve Sarkeesian. We've seen the way that he's recruited. We've seen the development of the players on the 40 acres. And, you know, this is the last year in the Big 12. So we're trying to go out with a bang. So that's why Texas is for real this year because, We're going to the NCC, so we better be for real this year because it gets a lot harder in 2024.
0: Sark has been recruiting like crazy, landing Colin Simmons. Yeah, this you saw that today. Yeah. I, unfortunately, I did. Uh, I will uh, ease the pain of all the LSU fans out there. Kenton, a whole lot of love for Florida State going into this season, bringing Mac more production than any, other, than any other team in college football this year. Clemson is another one. NC State is another school that just doesn't get quite enough love. Who do you think is the favorite in the ACC to potentially represent the conference in the college football playoff?
4: Clemson is still the class of the conference as far as uh, national expectations and whatnot. Clemson last year had a down year. Let's explain what a down year is for Clemson. They played in a New Year Six Bowl. They won the conference going away. They dominated uh, the University of North Carolina in the conference championship. It, they didn't. They looked beatable at times, but their down year is a New Year Six Bowl. They are on a different level than everybody else in ACC right now, and so they're going to be the favorites coming in. Uh, Florida State, obviously, with you know all of the returning production that you talked about, Jared Verse, who is an animal. Every time I watch this tape, as a former defensive line myself, it gets my motor going. I'm like, oh, that's that's exciting. I want to see it. Not as highlights. I mean, it's true all 22 tape. And uh, the the question there is about Jordan Travis, NC State. Same question is that quarterback. Brendan Armstrong is new to NC State. However, he's not new to the system as he's reuniting with his previous offensive coordinator, Robert Nye, who he had his best year of college football under. So there's lots of teams. If UNC can figure out that defense, who knows? You know, if every game for them is in the race to 40, they could be in this conversation. There are plenty of ACC teams that could be in this conversation, but the reality is who is going to be in this conversation, which is a very different conversation.
0: I left out UNC, Drake May, a Heisman favorite, one of the favorites to go top two, maybe even first overall pick in this year's NFL draft. So I think that's a good thing for the ACC and a good thing for college football when it can be competitive. But I think everyone listening knows what makes these individual teams special. Clint, it's tough to poke too many holes in this Georgia team. But if they do miss the college football playoff this year, what will it be because of?
1: because Carson Beck hasn't proven himself to be reliable with the football and he gives the football over. I think Georgia could win every single regular season game with Carson Beck. If even if a quarterback is not accurate, could throw 18 times per game. I think Georgia is that good where every single regular season, but to get into the college football championship, you got to have quarterback play well. And a lot of teams we could talk about Ohio state, we could talk about a whole bunch of other teams that quarterback is a question mark, right? Going forward. We got Teams like UNC who don't have quarterback question marks, but the rest of the team, there's huge question marks. So it's pretty simple. It's pretty glaring. If Carson Beck isn't secure with the football, turns it over, and can't make the downfield throws like Stetson did last year, that's going to make or break if the college football is a possibility outside of the SEC championship.
0: What's made Stetson Bennett so good this past year was when he needed to deliver he could deliver. That's why they call him the mailman. That's right. Jay, Ohio State seems like they are repeat offenders in the college football playoff. But if they are not repeat offenders this year, why is it?
2: Quarterback play. It's weird that we're going the same thing. But I think the quarterback play is this is one year where it's I'm focused on it more. Not when Justin Fields was there. I was focused on it. But I had a belief in Fields. I have a, I have a belief in day. That's not where the question comes in. But I think quarterback play has to be so good earlier in the season that it's not a question mark. And I do believe no matter, no matter if it's Devin Brown or Kyle McCord, not sure which one it's going to be, but it's going to be one of those two guys. I do believe Ryan Day is going to have them ready. And I do believe that quarterback play can be at an all time at a really good level. I can't say all time at all time. That's too high at a really good level. Just got to wait and see. And I hate this wait and see mode that we have to be in to figure out how things are going to go with these quarterbacks. I want to have all the answers now. I just don't have
0: them. And we're all impatient. You both say quarterback. It's almost as if it's the most important position in sports. Crazy how that works out. Jonathan, same question for you. If Texas is not featured in the college football playoff, why?
3: Well, they haven't been in the college football playoff yet, you know, so I don't know if it would be an anomaly. But I'll say if Texas doesn't handle business this year, it'll be, you know, I hate to piggyback off my brothers, but it'll be because of quarterback play. Right. We've all been waiting for Quinn Ewers to live up to that lofty rating. One of three players ever to have a perfect rating come out of high school. And based on what he did last year, that's not going to be good enough this season. So he's cut the mullet. He's lost 20 pounds. We've heard all the Kool-Aid over the offseason about how this is going to be different in year two for Quinn Ewers under Steve Sarkeesian, but we have to actually see it on the field because, like I said, if he plays like he did last year or if he doesn't make a big enough jump, then we'll be talking about the same old Texas that was hyped in the preseason but didn't live up to it during the regular
0: season. That's my theme with Texas every year. I'll believe it when I see it. Kenton, same question for you. If an ACC team is not in the college football playoff, will it be because an ACC team just kind of shot itself in the foot or will it be because the sec or the big 10 or the big 12 is just that much better
4: wow that's a that's a way to phrase that question but um very seriously let me just say this there could be a myriad of reasons uh the acc can't afford a two loss team period there is not a single team in acc that can afford two losses that gets in right if we look up and down every single team schedule you say to yourself, where do the two losses come and how do you still get in the playoff? Now, don't get me wrong. With the playoff expanding, I believe it's next year to 12 teams, that's a different conversation. But as the playoff stands right now with four teams, if any team, if Clemson has two losses, where do your two losses come? Because if you lose to South Carolina, South Carolina is not expected to be competing Mm -hmm. for uh, SEC nor national championship nor national relevance. If you talk about um, uh, NC State or if you talk about Florida State, who's Florida State two losses come to that the committee says, oh yeah, you can lose to those two teams, and we'll still put you in. Though those would have to be two extremely close losses, potentially with Jordan Travis or Jared Verse or or um, or Cyber Uh, I'm I'm losing the name of the cornerback that they got from Virginia but if he's out, if McFadden's out then you could maybe have a conversation NC State and UNC, same thing who are the two teams that you all can lose to and still get into the playoff it's not a matter of just quarterback play for the ACC it's a matter of everything play everything matters, you cannot afford two losses if you are in this conference because of the national conversations being had around you right now it's just not a possibility
0: I think a, a one-loss ACC team could potentially get in, but if there's one thing the College Football Playoff Committee has showed us, doesn't matter who you losses are to. You got two losses, you don't have a shot.
4: If a one-loss ACC team doesn't get in, there should be rioting about that. There should be. <laughs> things should be set on fire. Cars should be turned <laughs> over. Because a one-loss ACC team means that you still have an extremely impressive resume. Mm-hmm. And with all due respect, there's a lot like how people were saying Alabama should have gotten in over TCU last year. What under God's green earth were you watching? If that was your opinion, come on. What are you watching? And Let if that's head. and if that's the case, then at that point we shouldn't even have a regular season anymore. We should just say, hey, this team has the most five stars. This team has the most players who are going to get drafted. We're going to put them in the playoff regardless of what their record is.
0: Whole lot of Bama hate in this podcast. I'm, I'm
4: fine with it. I it's,
0: think I think we can all live with it.
4: It's not bad. Hey, I just, I'm just a big proponent of you can only play who's in front of you. And if you win the ball games against who's in front of you, you get in. Win and get in. Period. If you're losing, I don't care who you got. I don't care if you got the number one pick, number three pick, number five pick, the 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 last eight, five stars out of that last eight class. Don't care. I want to see you win. I want to see you be a great team. Football is the ultimate team sport for a reason. When you prove that, when you prove you're the ultimate team, then you get into the ultimate playoff.
0: So, who can make the college football playoff that no one is talking about? That's coming up next on the ultimate college football preview. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. And you want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. So, that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team. Faster and for free. That's the best thing about LinkedIn jobs. It's quick, it's free, and it is so super easy. Just go to LinkedIn.com and create a free job post. Then add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to the LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you are hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you would like to interview and hire. It is so important, it is so key to add the right team member to add positive impact on your business. So it's why small businesses rank LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster so post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college that's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free terms and conditions apply all right some of the favorites to win the college football playoff georgia leading the charge alabama ohio state usc bringing back the reigning heisman trophy winner and caleb williams lsu michigan all up there Clint, I'll ask you, I mean, you're far familiar of the the grunt of an SEC schedule, who's missing in some of those, those top favorites?
1: The the team that comes, LSU, is a team that I am on record of saying is going to beat Alabama this year uh, and go to the SEC championship once more. LSU gets that quarterback play again and has a whole team dynamic. Watch out from them. Another team that I think is vastly overrated, Tennessee, is not making any noise. Stop with that. They're not going to be as good. They can't do it. Hypo system is not there. Stop it with the SEC. But a team that I look at and I think – what can they do it is in fact florida state if florida state overcomes a couple of their scheduling things in with that one loss they're going to be good and i think people are actually downplaying them which is hard because they're they're up in the rankings top 10 everywhere but if you really look at their schedule they could make some noise the Pac-12, I think, is going to cannibalize themselves. So I really think we're looking at six to seven teams, possibly. The window is really, really, really small for the college football playoff. Um, and and if if you're talking about a, a team that, hey, uh, watch out for them, uh, LSU, and then I, I think LSU is going to win, but Bama is talented beyond belief. And just like Jay and myself said about quarterback play, if they get... 80% quarterback play that talent on that roster and Saban doing it watch out for Alabama sneaking into that four I think they could lose to LSU and still make the college football playoff as LSU takes two losses one of which being against Georgia in the SEC championship I think Bama could sneak in that way
0: that's the tough thing about the SEC it often cannibalizes itself Ken Clint says that Florida State's not given enough is not given enough preseason love do you think they're a dark horse to potentially make the college football playoff?
4: Oh, absolutely. They have talent at every position. They have a backfield that is always going to be – I don't know what it is about Florida State. I don't know what it is down there in that water in Tallahassee, but they just are going to trot out multiple backs that are 5'10 or taller, 200 pounds or bigger, just massive workhorses that are built to carry the load. But now they've got this – six, seven receiver and Johnny Wilson on the outside. You don't have a 50-50 ball when you throw it up to Johnny. It's more like an 80-20. Um, And then on top of that, you have a defense that has playmakers at every single level. You've got Verse, who I've already talked about, Deloach at the second level, Finchrell Cypress. I'm sorry that I kept getting your name wrong, Mr. Cypress, but we figured it out. Anyway, you've got playmakers at every single level on that defense. You've got an offensive line that is experienced, that has played good ball together, And you have Jordan Travis. Everybody's talking about quarterback play, the questions and all that good stuff. Jordan Travis had one of the best endings of the season last year. Now, did they play great competition? No, but as I said earlier, you can only play who is in front of you. And Jordan Travis looked darn good against the teams who are in front of him.
0: He absolutely did. Jordan Travis kind of writing his Heisman campaign, his Heisman resume for this upcoming season. Jay. Michigan, Ohio State kind of feels like those are the two leaders in the clubhouse and then it's everybody else in the Big Ten. But who are we overlooking potentially in the Big Ten?
2: The only other team that I would say is in the conversation is Penn State. And this is another conversation where Ohio State fans say Penn State's not a rival. I will say Penn State is a rival. It's really unfortunate and kind of urge the Big Ten is changing the model and is not allowing the Buckeyes and Nittany Lions to play every year, the new schedule model, which also needs to be revamped with them expanding to go into 18 teams next season. But I do think Penn state's one of those schools. You're getting a new quarterback and drew Aller really talented, looking to use his versatility, but also everything starts up front. O-line D-line at Penn state. Once again, is going to be very solid up front. If they can figure out ways to slow down the run, I'm looking for Penn state to be in that mix. And also you're getting a season every season well, until a couple years from now, we're getting Ohio State, Michigan, and Penn State. They're all playing each other at some point. Buckeyes and Wolverines, last game of the season, the regular season, and then Ohio State and Michigan also play Penn State, I believe, in October. In those matchups, you're getting those teams playing each other. And so as much as I am going to say, yeah, Ohio State's going to be in or needs to be in or should be in and will play their way in and I'm going to be nice and I like to be a realist, and I understand the Buckeye guys shouldn't like the Wolverines, but I think the Wolverines are should be viewed as one of the better teams in the country right now. Don't forget the Nittany Lions. James Franklin has something special cooking this season.
0: Penn State's always always an interesting one. I always view Penn State as a potential giant killer every single year. Jonathan, I'll ask you, Big 12, TCU kind of the dark horse this past season. Do we see maybe another Cinderella story coming out of that that conference?
3: I no, I don't see it, even with these big glasses on. But I will say if there is, a you know, a team in the Big 12 that could possibly uh, compete with Texas this year, it would have to be Kansas State, right? I think that's the only other, you know, team that you could possibly put up there right now. You know, they return their starting quarterback, Will Howard, which is always a luxury. Uh, in college football we know that team is really well coached and that's a defense that plays hard every year and produces every year and of course they lost deuce vaughn go cowboys but you know i still think they can put up some noise on the offensive side of the ball and they have one of the best offensive lines in the country headlined by one of the best offensive linemen in the country and cooper bb so if there's any team in the big 12 not named texas to make some noise this year i think the pick would have to be kansas state
0: i'll ask you this i know this texas team has a whole lot of talent starting with its quarterback is Texas considered a dark horse
3: for the college football playoff? Uh-huh. Uh, I would say maybe because we like to act like there's more parity in college football than there is. You know, right now we're talking about dark horses and it's probably going to be the same four teams in there as there's been for the last three, four years. But, you know, I would say that based on the hype and based on the talent they have, they're not a dark horse. I think most people are, like you said, just waiting to see it before they believe it. But, you know, I think if they go in there in week two and, and beat Alabama and Tuscaloosa, which is certainly a tall task, then I think if you look at the rest of their schedule, you could project, okay, if this Texas team only loses one game and wins the Big 12 championship, then they certainly have a path to get to, you know, the college football playoffs. So it all depends on what happens September 9th against Alabama. But if they win that game, then I don't think they're a dark horse
0: anymore. It's a completely different narrative for that Texas team if they're able to head to Tuscaloosa and leave with the job. All right, we've previewed the five power conferences. Who the favorites and the dark horse candidates are to make the playoff? Now we answer the key question. Who will win the national championship? We'll tackle that next on the Ultimate College Football Preview on Locked On. Bird dogs make you look good. Bird dogs make you feel good. They are made of a stretch khaki shorts designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted and snatched look. Bird dogs do the same thing as maybe Lululemon shorts, but they fit way better. And they fit way better than regular shorts that are made of a stiff, restricting cotton that might be pretty uncomfortable. And bird dogs, the geniuses over there, they fix this issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but it stretches. So you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. Bird Dogs uses an anti stink, anti sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. Bird Dog shorts or Bird Dogs pants, they work for the golf course. They work for the office. They work for going to the pool or to the lake or really just hanging around. One of my favorite things about Bird Dogs right now is that when you use the Locked On College promo code, you get a free white tech hat. So go to birddogs.com slash locked on college, or you can enter that promo code Locked On College for a free white tech hat with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on college, or use the promo code locked on college, all one word, for a free white tech hat. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. All right. The most important question, the reason that we're all here, the answers that we all, as college football fans, want to know. Who is going to win the national championship and why? Clint, no team has gone back-to-back national championships in the college football playoff era. Certainly no team has gone in a three-peat in the college football playoff era. Why could Georgia potentially make history and be the first team to do that this season?
1: Uh, it's very simple. They have a better defense this year than they did last year. Yes, you heard me. Not three years ago, but last year's team, they have a better defense this time around. And if the defense last year was exceptional, this year's team is stacked beyond belief with more experience and more playmakers on the field. So I think the defense is up there. Mike Bobo coming back. Everybody's hating on Mike Bobo love or, or Mike Bobo not getting love because he's coming back to Georgia. But it's been nine years. He is a different man. He came to watch Todd Monk. And this is Todd Munkin 2.0 this is the same offense Carson Beck's in the same system and Carson Beck has more arm talent and natural talent than Stetson Bennett and if he can just go ahead and get with the system that is the same system and if Bobo just follows the script that Todd Munkin has given him we have playmakers across the board a better defense and a quarterback more talented that's it right there. It, it will be the first time that a, a favorite since Alabama has gone on wire to wire to do so. But even with that being said, I, I know I'm a fan of the Bulldogs, but I legitimately don't see a weakness of this team that says to me they can't do it. It's ludicrous. Um, that's all the reasons why you need.
0: And I also think the schedule plays in Georgia's favor. Really, like The only Absolutely. potential speed bump that I see on their schedule is at Tennessee.
1: Sure, and I'll take that all day long. Mustard bottles ain't going to stop us.
0: Mustard bottles, golf balls, all of the but all of the mayhem that happens in Allen Stadium. Right. Jay, is it Ohio State or the field for the national championship this year?
2: Oh, it's the field. I'm not ready to make that bold <laughs> statement right now. Now come this on, Jay. team. No, I, I can't do it, guys. I like Ryan Day. I think Ryan Day is going to. Um, he's he can easily be a guy who is on the hot seat at the end of the season. If you lose to Michigan three years in a row, where it's a legitimate conversation that people should are going to have, are you the guy? Also, people are going to think he is the guy if he really shows that he can bring some of that magic the Buckeyes had. I believe it was the 2019 season with Justin Field. So I, I, I have to go with the field. I have questions about the O-line. I have some questions about the secondary. I got questions about the running backs, kind of how they're utilized. Questions at quarterback... I can't go Buckeyes right now. I would love to, but I got to see some games played before I make a bold statement saying it's Buckeyes over everybody else to win the natty.
0: People look at me like I have two heads when I say it, but you lose to Michigan again. The seat gets real hot for Ryan Day. But if you're taking the field, who are you taking?
2: <laughs> Can we just cut the show? I don't want to <laughs> answer this question don't say at it. all. Like, I don't, really say don't it. want to. Say it. Um, the say Wolverines. It. No. I, oh. I can't stand hardball. I don't like them. But for some reason, I ha- my gut is saying, I don't think Georgia's going three in a row. So they're, they're, they're rolled out. I don't know if it's Alabama. I like Texas, but Quinn Ewers kind of did us wrong. So I'm not really going there either. I, it, is, it sucks. I I'm not really a big J.J. McCarthy fan. I think what Harbaugh has done and built the thing in, in Ann Arbor, I think it's that year. Which also goes into why... Caroline, when you say the hot seat, I've I've been saying that as well. Like, hey, hot seat day is is going to be hand in hand if you lose to Michigan on November 25th. But it's not Ohio State. And if I have to go with anybody else in the field, it is Michigan. Also, (laughs) we talk about like easy schedules. Can we just stop and talk about and look at how easy the schedule is? Like, it's absurd and it's idiotic and it's kind of crazy at how easy the schedule is um, this season. Easy one last year. Easy one this year. It actually helps them get to the national championship.
1: Everybody hating on Georgia's schedule. Look at that. That thing is beyond cupcake. Don't hate on Georgia's schedule. When you look at that thing, that thing is ridiculous. I agree, Jay.
0: The hate for Georgia's schedule, I think comes from sec fans whose schedules traditionally are an absolute gauntlet versus, versus Georgia. But Jonathan, I know you love your longhorns. Are they your pick to win the national championship?
3: They are not my pick to win the national championship, but thankfully this is on a national feed, not a Longhorn feed, so I don't have to do with <laughs> too many negative comments. I'm going with USC, and I know that sounds crazy. USC is not a complete team at this point, and I still have questions about them in the trenches, right? But if they can, you know, make it through the season with only one loss or going undefeated, they will be in the college football playoff. They've been waiting to put USC back in that thing, and no matter who they step on the field against this year, they will have the best player on the field in every matchup. And I know what you're. You know, saying you know what would you know Lincoln Riley and USC look like you know against that Georgia defense or some of the better defenses in the country. Well, in that Ohio State game, you know, cover your ears, you know. In that Ohio State game against Georgia, C.J. Stroud was the best player on the field, and if he could kick, you know, they probably would have won the national championship. So, you know, I know I sound crazy. I know Lincoln Riley couldn't figure it out with Kyler Murray. He couldn't figure it out with Baker Mayfield. But I just think this year with Caleb Williams, if they get to the college football playoff in the two biggest games of his life, he's gonna go crazy and USC gets their national championship.
0: And what a shame it would be. What a way to go out for the Pac-12 if they get a national championship from a Pac-12 member. I mean, what a way to say goodbye before you head to the Big Ten. Kenton, your pick. Who's winning the national championship?
4: Well, first of all, let me say this. I've attended the player haters ball every year since 1995 when I was born. So let me do a little player hating on these teams that were mentioned. Georgia, three times back-to-back-to-back. Hasn't been done since the Great Depression. Their chin is a little soft from too much winning. Um, USC... Their chin is just soft in general. They got soft hands, brother. The, <laughs> in the trenches, there is no way that you can tell me that a team, the last time we saw them, allowed 46 points against the mighty two lane green wave, mm. is now ready to step into the national spotlight. Now, Jay, your team is the correct team. There's only one team in the top five in the power rankings uh, from last year that returns 75% or more of their production from last year, returns their starting quarterback, returns a two-headed monster, returns one of the best offensive lines in the nation for the most part. That's the University of Michigan. I'm sorry to say it, but that's the team that I've got taking it. If, if you know, if the Marsons had to be pointed at her. I want Iguodala – no, joking. I want the (laughs) University of Michigan to go ahead and and get the national championship this year. I think Harbaugh's been knocking on the door for quite some time. I think this is the year he finally kicks it down.
0: Interesting. Okay, I was not expecting this much Michigan love and not a single Alabama pick.
4: Ah
1: look I, the Michigan love has to stop I, I just Harbaugh has proven he cannot do the big thing and returning players ain't always good when those players can't play and Michigan you can return players all you want you can get on the field all you want but if you're not going to be the guy that gets them over the top we're talking Dave being on the hot seat Lincoln Riley can't coach him wh- his way out of a wet paper bag like that guy is just a joke of a coach I'm he's on the West Coast for a reason he got kicked out of football country and went over to La La Land for a reason Michigan might have players coming back but it's like saying Wisconsin should have a chance with the same thing, a good head coach, get the quarterback play, good trench, good running back. I, I don't see a team like that having the firepower. I, I would rather go USC, all things considered, instead of Michigan, because those types of teams can't do it. Ohio State, man, Jay, I, I think you get the quarterback position figured out. I'm more fearful of the Buckeyes again than anyone else. And, and that's I, I saw what they did.
2: That team was insanely talented. Yeah, I'm going on the back end of that one. I'm kind of more of a uh, wait-and-see mode with the Buckeyes because it's something with Ryan Day's teams. And they were really close last year to losing to Penn State. They had to come up big against Northwestern of all teams. You should have blown them out. I don't care should about have. the weather. Blow them out. You had to make up big plays against Maryland, like late games with the d- uh, plays of the defense. Notre Dame early in, the, early in the season, yes, that was week one. I think you know, they were going to win that game, and Notre Dame was not really – as good in that game as I expected them to. But I still wonder with Ryan Day's teams, is he? Is the defense going to be tough enough? Are we going to be looking at another season where the toughness is questioned, not just on defense, but by some players on the offensive line? And that's kind of where I am. I like what Day brings as an offensive guy. I need to see a tougher team before I'm able to make that claim right that's now great. that they're going to win the Natty.
0: Don't shoot the messenger here. I don't believe this. This is simply just a, an idea for Talking Dark Horses. Oregon. Bo Nix <laughs> came to Oregon, looks solid. <laughs> Kenny Dillingham leaves. So I don't know if he looks better with the new offensive coordinator. They're in top 10 as a favorite for the national championship. You're all laughing. I'm not saying I believe it, but the Pac 12 could cannibalize itself. Yep. USC could lose enough games to push Oregon into a position to potentially make the college football playoff. What do we think about Oregon as a dark horse?
4: I, I want to say this. Caroline, I admire the gumption to make that pick.
0: I'm That's not it. picking them. I'm just bringing or, them up for a topic of conversation.
4: Listen, I, I admire the gumption to bring them up in that conversation. <laughs> this is this is going to be one of those moments. It's either one of two things, right? It's either Mel Kuyper saying I'm betting my career on Jimmy Clausen, which I, I, we saw how that worked <laughs> out,
0: or or I don't believe th- the thing Mel Kiper says. Or
4: it'll be Steve Smith saying Cooper Cup is the best receiver in this class by a mile. Everybody laughed at him too. And lo and behold, he might've had a point or two. Uh, with that being said, this Oregon team, Dan Landing talks a lot for a guy who hasn't won anything. His his chest is so big for a guy who like, it. you just don't have the success. You and just
0: then, got a big old extension for not really doing anything.
4: And, and I'm gonna tell you this, I'm gonna tell you this, Bo Nix is the perfect example of what my main man Clint was saying. Doesn't matter if you bring back a player if the player ain't good. We have seen Bo Nix again and again and again. I wish Zach Blackerby was here with us so he could tell us firsthand what you're getting with Bo Nicks. Bo fool Nicks me once,
1: shame next? Shame. No, fool me, fool me once, sure. Fool me twice, come on now. Like that's that's the Bo Nix, Don't do it. In, in the words of
4: George Bush, we got a saying for that. Fool me once. Shame on you. Fool F- fool me twice. Can't get fooled again. OK, Man, you got to figure this out. If you're still if you're drinking Bo Nicks Kool-Aid in the year of our Lord Savior 2023, guess what? I have oceanfront property to sell you in Raleigh, North Carolina. Yeah. Don't ask me. Don't ask me to see the property. Just pay me the money first and then I'll show you the property afterwards. Just do do, do that for me, because I, I don't believe in this Oregon team in any is- regard. Oregon is
1: softer than any other team mentioned here. Even USC, they had all them linebackers and they thought they were going to do something. And Georgia came in and absolutely manhandled their best defensive players because they don't know what it's like to play these other teams on defense. And Jay, I hear you with, with defensive questions, even Florida state had some guys show out and even Texas, they know how to ball Oregon's Oregon and uh, maybe USC. I think they have enough firepower to, to overcome the defensive efficiency. Or they got deficiencies. Yeah. Yeah, they, they can do that. Not Oregon, though. You you don't have that.
0: Florida State plays the the Tennessee type of football. Of we might give up forty five points but we'll score so we're,
4: 48. Yeah, we are going to score 48. You know, I'll tell you what. There's a a track meet on grass type of field to a lot of ACC teams uh this year and that's that's going to be a lot of their hope, right? We talked about UNC potentially being here. They were last defensively in multiple categories in the ACC and yet they're still being talked about. Why? Because people believe in them having mm. that hey, mm. we got to be the greatest show on turf 2.0. And we got to drop 40-game. Drake May's going to get us to the Promised Land. You you look at uh you look at NC State and you talk about that defense and how good they are, but well, the questions over there are purely offensive. Where's the running game? Where's the beef in the middle? And you're looking at, well, we potentially got that answered with Dylan McMahon coming back and, and moving in the center full time and all that. And you look around the conference and you say, of course, Clemson is Clemson. So they got a shot above Oregon. I'm never, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But there are there are many things in life that I know that I don't know. But one thing that I know, one thing that I'm aware of, I'm not aware of too many things, but I know what I know if you know what I mean, and I know that Oregon ain't going to be
0: it. So Oregon-Michigan National Championship is our (laughs) official prediction of the day is uh, is what you're saying.
4: That take is hotter than fish grease, okay? <laughs> <laughs> it's talking
0: season. I can say it on August 10th. Clint Chamblin locked on Bulldogs. Jay Stevens locked on Buckeyes. Ken Gibbs locked on ACC. Jonathan Davis locked on Longhorns. Check out their podcast on your preferred, podca- po- preferred podcast platform and on YouTube. They do great work. Appreciate those guys for stopping by. Thank you for listening to the ultimate college football preview. Never miss out on our college football coverage across the locked on pat- podcast network by subscribing to all of the locked on conference shows wherever you get your podcasts.